Hello and welcome. You are listening to the Casa de Karma podcast and I'm your host, Carly Tabor. In each episode, I chat with industry leaders who will inspire and educate you to live naturally and in epic wellness. We dive deep into topics such as nutrition, self-care, spirituality, healing, natural beauty, conscious fashion, alternative therapies, and mindful living practices. Today we're learning how to build a capsule wardrobe with fashion and travel blogger Jade Skukovic. Jade is an Australian living in Switzerland with her husband. With a background in design and marketing and a passion for travel and photography, moving to Switzerland was the perfect chance for Jade to take a leap into the creative, independent career she had been craving. As a minimalist at heart, Jade knew that traditional fashion blogging was never going to work for her, so instead she decided to focus on seasonal captional wardrobes, among other topics like light packing and travel. Through her blog and Instagram, Jade hopes to, and does, inspire women all over the world to chase their dreams with her fairy tale like images and motivational words. So let's dive in and learn Jade's minimalist way to downsize your wardrobe. Jade, welcome to the Casa de Karma podcast. I'm so grateful to have you with us and super looking forward to how to learn how to build a capsule wardrobe. Thanks so much for having me, Carly. Capsule wardrobes are kind of your thing, along with travel and blogging. Um, But for those who this topic is completely new to, to set the foundations for this conversation today before we start going into the nitty-gritty of how to create a capsule wardrobe can you explain what one is sure um i guess to start off with i'll just um say that there isn't really a set definition for capsule wardrobes but Mm -hmm. i have my own way that i like to define them and i think everyone does it a little bit differently which is the beauty of a capsule wardrobe because you can really make it your own Mm. um but for me it's uh, a curated collection of 30 to 40 quality pieces including clothing and shoes that really reflect your style and have been selected so that they can be worn interchangeably to create a wide range of outfits suitable for any occasion. And I think it's also important to point out when I say quality, I don't necessarily mean expensive, but something that's made well and fits well and is suitable for your lifestyle, um, which is different for everybody. Absolutely. I want to come back to the question later of how to identify something that's quality but we'll get back to that do you know like how did capsule wardrobes because they seem to be such a thing right now and I guess for the like I guess I've been aware of them for a couple of years and I don't actually have a proper one myself but them as a concept seem to have exploded how did they originate like why have they become a thing yeah, um, that's a great question. And actually, I had to have a look at this because I, I mean, when I started mine, it was just, you know, I don't even know exactly what drew me to it. But now that I've thought about it, it's quite interesting. So the term itself was actually, um, actually originates from the 1970s. And it was um, coined by a London boutique owner. But since then, it's become more and more popular, as you would know, um, through media with TV shows and books and blogs. Um, But my personal reason for thinking they've become more popular more recently is because of the fast fashion movement. And I almost feel like we're in a bit of a wardrobe fatigue um, 
point where clothing has become so affordable and new trends are being pushed on us so frequently that we've almost become addicted to getting new pieces on a regular basis but then we end up with a wardrobe so full of things that we bought just because they were on sale because we had a craving to go shopping but they weren't really something we we loved um and then we get I'm have sure this a lot wardrobe. of women could relate to that <laughs> yes <laughs> that is where I was at for sure so um yeah, then we have this wardrobe just full of pieces that we don't really love, that don't really match well together. And so picking an outfit just becomes an absolute nightmare. And I remember I used to actually have like little mini breakdowns sometimes trying to pick an outfit that was, you know, that I thought would make me look good for a certain occasion. Um, Even though I had a million things in my wardrobe, it felt like I had nothing to wear. Oh, 100%, 100%. Isn't that, is it option anxiety when you have too many options? Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, we've all been there. So, and so was it that that interested you? Because I know that people come at it from different um, angles, like wanting to, and I guess it goes back to the, the fast fashion movement that you spoke to, and I guess trying to combat that, um, coming at it from like a sustainability or minimalism um, mm-hmm. sort of thought stream. Or was it purely that you just wanted to have an organized, um, yeah, order of what you could wear and not have to have those mini breakdowns? Yeah, I think it was a combination of everything, really. I'm I'm a very organized, minimalistic person by nature. Mm. So I think for me, it was just a natural progression of how I would end up, you know, treating my wardrobe. And when I realized... I guess when the term, I became aware of the term capsule wardrobe and I looked into it more, I just knew it was for me. And um, I think there's a wide range of reasons why. And I, I feel like it was, a, I guess, a, a accumulation of all of those that really led me to start one myself. Yeah. So can you share what the benefits are? Sure. Um, So I've sort of broken it down into five main areas that I find uh, benefits for me and I think would be for most people. Mm. So the main, oh, well, sorry, not the main one. They're all um, equal, but one of them is saving time. So by having that smaller curated collection of items that you can wear interchangeably, you save yourself a lot of time sifting through piles of clothes half of which you don't even like to pick an outfit. Um, And then there's saving money. So you're carefully planning each item that you add to your capsule wardrobe by ensuring it's something you love wearing, it's quality, it's easy to mix and match. And you you save that money on replacing the poor quality items or purchasing things because they're cheap or on sale that you actually never wear. Um, And then... I mean, you may invest more in, in one piece than you usually would, but you're replacing it far less often and you're getting a lot more wear out of it. Mm. And then there's the stress factor, which I've already mentioned, but just removing the anxiety from, I guess, picking an outfit when it just becomes so overwhelming because there's just too many options and none of them are really something you love. So um, there's that. And then creating more space so both both physically and mentally 
So for me, having a capsule wardrobe feels like I'm constantly like just had a spring clean. I feel lighter and more clear-minded about things. Mm. Um, so yeah, there's that in your mind and then physically in your wardrobe, it's far more spacious. It's easier to see everything that you have to choose from. Oh, absolutely. And, that clutter, like then, physical clutter always translate to, to mental clutter. Yes, I totally, they're very linked to me as well. Um, and then the last one is living more ethically and sustainably. So by buying few, uh, fewer items that are higher quality, we're using less of the earth's resources and materials. Um, and we can also be more selective about the brands that we choose to shop with. So um, when we put more thought in it, into it, we can give preference to those brands that have um, better ethical and sustainable practices. Absolutely. And I guess if we're not buying so many pieces, we can afford, afford to invest a little bit more if they do cost a little bit more. Like you said earlier, um, quality doesn't necessarily um, have to be more expensive. But if it does, perhaps there's the extra funds there to, I guess, vote with your dollar. Exactly. Yes. Mm. So I'm curious, how long did it take you to build a capsule wardrobe? Um, well, I, as well as being sort of a very organized person, once I have an idea, I like to uh, execute it quite quickly because <laughs> I get very excited and passionate about it. So for me, it was something that I did over a matter of maybe a month, I think, because also I should mention the way that I do my capsule wardrobes is seasonally. And that's not the same for everybody. Some people just have one capsule that will be they'll use throughout the year. Perhaps they'll just replace pieces as they need to, maybe mm. refresh it when they feel like they need a bit of a change. Um, but for me, I, I'm the kind of person who does like to refresh things quite frequently. So I do my capsules seasonally. So the first one I built was last autumn actually. So I've done, I've been doing them now for a year. Mm -hmm. um, and I basically took all of, my favorite pieces and use them as the base and then add it into that and then what I do for each season is store so I have a storage a section for my wardrobe as well I'll store anything that's not suitable for that season that I know I want to use again next year mm -hmm. and then I'll yeah create I guess something more suitable for for the the current season okay so I just want to rewind and make sure I've got it right so for those who are starting out and want to begin if they're going to follow the same format of having a capsule for each season pick your favorites and then choose when you're buying pieces for that particular season have them complement your existing favorite pieces in your wardrobe yeah, definitely. I think, you know, those favorite pieces that you absolutely love and are already wearing a lot uh, are a really good indication of, of what your capsule wardrobe should look like and, and um, are a really great starting point. And then at what point do you begin to cull? Because I guess how to reduce your closet is probably something that I think people would be interested in that Sometimes they don't want to part with clothes or, and I guess once you've picked out your highlight or what do you call them, the sort of foundational pieces that mm -hmm. then at the same time must identify the ones that you want to, do you throw them away? 
Oh. Yeah, great question. <laughs> and that I think is one of the hardest parts of starting a capsule wardrobe is culling the items that you don't, that are just clutter, but mm. sometimes you have an emotional connection to, or you, you know, you go back to that old way of thinking of, oh, but I might need it one day, I might wear it one day. Um, and I actually have a post series about creating capsule wardrobe that covers this topic as well. Yeah. Um, but basically the way that I did it and the way that I recommend doing it is get all of your clothing out of your wardrobe, like dedicate half a day to it. Then you make yourself three piles. So one pile is definitely you don't want it. It can go either if it's worn out, it can go, um, to be recycled or if it's still in good condition it can get donated or sold um, the second pile is maybe I can't decide at this point in time so I'll just put that on hold yep. and the third pile is definitely want to keep and then with the maybe pile because there usually ends up being a lot in the maybe pile um, if you just can't bear to part with it at this point then Put it in a storage tub and give yourself a six-monthly calendar reminder. And when that reminder goes off, if you haven't even thought about anything that you put in that storage tub for the whole time, then that's a good sign that you're never going to wear it. Um, But if you've gone back to get something out, then maybe, yeah, you do want to keep it. Yeah, that's a, a good little strategy for sure. And I think actually one more thing I should mention is those pieces that you have a really strong emotional connection to, whether they were worn at a special occasion or handed down to you, um, but you're probably not really going to wear them again, then a really nice way to keep those is by making them, I guess, a bit of a feature in your room, like hang them at the front of your wardrobe where you can see them and appreciate them still, even though you may not necessarily wear them again. Yeah. And then in terms of building the capture wardrobe, so say, for example, if um, people have, they've, so they're now currently, they've got their favorite pieces that they know they 100% want to keep and aren't putting in a box in storage at all. From there, when it comes to fleshing out the capsule, how do you go about well, you already mentioned 30 to 40 pieces. Is that, do you do that per season or is that altogether 30 to 40 that pieces? That for me per season, but a lot of those pieces will cross over um, into, you know, two or three seasons. So, Got to. Yeah, it's not necessarily 30 to 40 times four, um, if that makes sense. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah, that yeah. would be huge otherwise, I think. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so then... What are your, I guess, top tips when it comes to building the capsule in terms of picking more pieces of um, clothing? Because I guess, like I know myself, I'm attracted to colours and patterns and things like that. And if I went out and just bought more pieces, it would just look like visual (laughs) vomit. (laughs) Yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, yeah, so I think it's a really good idea to keep it very structured and, um, you know, intentional when you're starting a capsule wardrobe. So once you've culled it down to those key pieces, then I think the next step is to pick a color palette. 
So color mm. palette's really important because you want everything, well, not everything, but most pieces to be interchangeable, interchangeably usable with each other. So I, the I guess the main way to do that is to make sure that the colors are all matching. That is such a good tip. And I guess, you know, if you, and this is, I guess, another, um, I'm just thinking out loud here, but another benefit that would come with doing it seasonally is that you could change your color palettes um, yeah. with your seasons. So exactly. how do we pick a color palette? So my basic guide is you should have around six colors and Within those, you've got neutrals and you've got accents. So depending on your, your personal style, you'll have more or less of the neutrals and more or less of the accents. So I would say have within that six, have three to five neutral colors. And neutrals are things like whites, creams, beiges, tans, khaki, mm-hmm. um, even denim and black. Um and then have one to three accent colors, which are more of your like yellows, oranges, pinks, blues, greens. And would patterns fall into the, the accents as well? Or do you just say completely avoid them? No, no, not at all. I wouldn't say avoid them. I would just say once you've set out your color palette, that will then help you decide on the pieces you choose and if a piece is patterned as long as it fits into your color palette then that's fine yeah that absolutely makes sense where do you recommend people go about sourcing a a wardrobe that fits within a color palette because I mean I know you know most of us will shop at I I actually shouldn't say most of us. I don't know what other people do, (laughs) but at at a variety of places and it must, I just imagine it must be a bit, I guess you, you've got to be thoughtful and I guess this is where your workbooks and things come in, um, being thoughtful about, yeah, taking the time to know that what you're buying does fit within a color palette. Like, do you actually have particular brands that you know, like you stick with a handful of brands because you know that they kind of fit within your color palette and you like the way they sit on you and things like that? Or do you just literally know you've got your color palette and then shop anywhere and everywhere um, consciously and, you know, ticking any boxes that you want to meet and then you just use your color palette as your kind of final deciding factor? Yeah, so I think I definitely have my go-to brands, but I wouldn't say that was necessarily because of the colors. It's more because of the fit and the style, and I know that that I always like the pieces that they make. Mm. Um, but the color palette definitely, like, doesn't – I don't feel restricts where I shop, but it definitely guides what I decide to purchase. That's so nice it's a really, putting it. Yeah, a really good way, just like a filter, and a filter, I guess, to help you stick to that, the capsule, and to keep thinking about it. Um, yes. And it actually makes shopping easier because it rules out a lot of options, and sometimes there's just too many options. Yes, 100%. And, yeah, I guess it brings that little bit more of sort of mindfulness into the purchase process. Like, does this fit with my overall wardrobe? Yeah, exactly. And another thing I recommend doing um, 
as well as picking your color palette is to create a little bit of a lookbook for yourself. And Pinterest for me is an amazing resource for doing this. Mm -hmm. Um, And I actually have um, Pinterest boards that I create for each season um, with different outfits I like the look of. And then I put those all together on, on a page and I have my color palette and I have my lookbook and that's two, two things that really guide me in purchasing new pieces and making sure that they're going to be the right ones. Yeah, amazing. And then in terms of uh, buying investment pieces, how do you go about doing that? Is it that you just find something that um, is your style and you, I guess, just have to have it and then you go, okay, well, this is going to be something that is an investment and then you choose it that way or, yeah, how do you go about that? Mm. Um, I think the thing about staple pieces is you can't always control when you're going to find them and I think that's kind of what you were getting at is, you know, it may be something that you just come across one day and you're like, I love this piece and this needs to be in my capsule. Um, Or if you're, you know, looking for something, say you want a new coat, for example, which would be a staple piece um, and you intentionally go out and look for that, you may not necessarily find it. So I think it's a balance of both. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you'll find the piece that you're looking for and sometimes it just won't be out there yet and then one day you may stumble across it so yeah I definitely think it it, you have to sort of be quite flexible when it comes to those things yeah do you I'm not sure if they have these things in Switzerland I'm sure they do like do you have (laughs) um like personally I never buy anything on credit but um zip pay or after pay for investment pieces like do you do you recommend that if if someone has something that they really love is that something that you would do or do you generally and I guess this isn't even really about capsule wardrobes this is about how you budget to buy well it is mm. I guess in that you're buying budgeting to buy meaningful pieces that are going to be long lasting mm-hmm. um personally I've never used any of those sort of services um but I know I've heard a lot of good things about afterpay um I guess that's also a really a personal preference of how you like to budget and spend money. For me, I prefer to, um, I guess, because I know I'm sort of refreshing seasonally um, and I usually will add a few new pieces um, as well as using a lot of pieces that I already have. Um, I almost have that budget there already yeah. to know that I can – invest in um I, I haven't actually found that I've bought a lot of pieces like mid-season that I've come across like we were just talking about mm. I, I maybe I've just been lucky to find the right pieces at the right time when I'm looking but I guess if if, if you did come across something that was absolutely perfect um but you hadn't quite budgeted for it yet um you may decide that it's worth using something like that to make sure that you get that piece yeah yeah I guess if it's going to be uh, yeah with you for the long run mm. you know you're going to be using it yeah and if you've been looking forever and you know you know it may not come up again then yeah you'll know you absolutely grab it. yeah yeah and what are your 
tips when it comes to choosing brands that are ethical and or eco-friendly like is there anything in particular that you look out for um yeah is this something that you're quite strict on or do you just sort of hope like aim for that way and then if it's not then that's fine yeah what's your approach when it comes to shopping consciously um, when it comes to the ethical side of things yeah so I think I definitely would prefer to be choosing options that are ethical and sustainable Um, obviously especially living in Switzerland I think in Australia it's a lot easier Um, living in Switzerland uh, the shopping options are a lot uh more restricted and it, it's harder but um do you find that's just because the they're more there's more sort of like more fashion brands rather than I guess your smaller like big brands rather than boutique or uh it's just a really isolated place when it comes to shopping uh really? compared to the rest of Europe even I could go across the border to Germany Italy France and it's a totally different story especially when it comes to online shopping as well Whereas Switzerland, you pay really high custom ta- import tax for anything you don't purchase from within Switzerland. So, mm. um, yeah, it's it's crazy expensive. So, I have only a select number of, and I am quite, um, I quite like online shopping versus shopping in a store. Um, as long as I know the online shop is really easy to return things, and sometimes I'll order more than one size and then send back the other stuff. Um, so I like to make sure it's flexible because you don't want to end up with something you can't wear, of course. Um, yeah. But yeah, even here. So I have a, a smaller selection of options, I guess, when it comes to shopping here. But one tool that I really love that is by Baptist World Aid Australia is they have this ethical fashion grading system and they create a yearly report and it's actually got like a really extensive list of all the different brands and they grade them from A to F based on how ethical and sustainable they are. Wow, Um, I've never heard of that. Yeah, it's really handy and it's also just really interesting to read through it and see the brands that you have in your wardrobe already and what they've been graded. Yes, I bet. I'm absolutely going to jump on now (laughs) after this. Yes, yes. really handy and just just having that like just reading through it and having that knowledge at the back of your mind when you're shopping um is is quite handy but then there's also um I guess a number of ethical choices that are becoming more and more um available and one of my very favorites and it's so sad that they don't ship to Switzerland is Everlane um they're a really great to go to for sustainable uh, ethical options Um, and there's also a number of others yes Everlane is online Um, I have a a, I guess a a little list that I can give to you as well if you want to link to them yeah definitely Um, yeah we'll pop that in the show notes okay I have one more question Everyone wants a checklist, a planner, something to refer to and help them because I guess this isn't just a half a day job. It's about building something like which just echoes everything we've spoken about, that it's more sustainable and long term. Um, So when it comes to those checklists and templates, can you share what you offer? 
because I know you've got some yeah. things on your website. Yeah, so this is something that after creating my capture wardrobes, I realized other people really needed it because I started talking about it more and I got a lot of interest and people were just like, I don't know how to even start. So um, I've created a little three-step capsule wardrobe 101 um, blog post series. Mm-hmm. So there's the first one is defining your style. The second one is refining and organizing what you already have and the third one is then building your capsule on top of that and I also have a workbook that a free workbook that goes along with those posts that you can fill out as you go which means you're really intentionally thinking about things step by step everything's laid out really simply and easily um, and yeah I've got loads of tips and guide guidance in there for the little I guess roadblocks people come across when they're creating their capsules. Mm, and the links to those are in the show notes jade thank you so much for your time today i have no doubt that those listening will have all that they need to go away and create an incredible capsule wardrobe not at all it was a pleasure everyone if you have enjoyed today's episode with jade i invite you to leave a rating and review on itunes or a heart on soundcloud depending on where it is that you're tuning in from And if you would like to learn more about capsule wardrobes or access links to the resources discussed today, they are available for you at casadakama.com.au forward slash capsule dash wardrobe.